Hey, who are you talking to? Who are we listening to? Kelly Leslie. And Kathy Lee? And Kathy Lee. The real one? The real one. On the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network? The Ultimate Network. <laughs> That's right. And who are you? Evie. Yeah. And the radio people. <laughs> And that is the little Okay, you're done. So you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom fashions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you got this. Okay, welcome everyone. We are here, show number two. I can't believe we're already show number two of The Real Kathy Lee. I am super excited today to have the most amazing lady join us. Her name is Carrie Vosick, all the way from Houston, Texas. Carrie, welcome. Hey, thanks, Kathy. It's really good to be here with you. I'm so glad you're here. You guys, Carrie is a rock star mama. She is a homeschooling mother of three. Carrie, tell everyone about yourself and tell them how we met. All right. I um, I would love to do that. So, um, yes, my name is Carrie. I have three precious kiddos um, ages. My son is six. Uh, my middle is my daughter, who is four, and my baby girl, who is just delights, is 18 months. Um, and so I'm a, I'm homeschooling little ones right now, which is how Kathy and I connected. Um, they are the little people I refer to as the mudlings. So we come up with names for each other, um, like Mudzo and Mudzilla, and it's um, turned into my oldest calling me Mumsy, which has been my favorite thing in the entire universe. Um, so I have I my, love that. my crew. <laughs> Isn't it adorable? That's um, adorable. So I have I have my crew of mudlings. Um, we do not have a backyard at our house. We have a mud pit, um, and we remind ourselves frequently. My husband and I remind ourselves that um, one day we will have a beautifully manicured backyard, and when we do, we will miss the days of the mud pit. So we are just savoring. Um, savoring these muddy little footprints all through our house as much as we can. Um, and that leads me to um, when I met when I met Kathy, which <laughs> you, um, which man was that was before the muddling days. That was Noah, I think, was three, and Ev was would have been just one and a half. Is that right? Is that how little they were? Yeah, because you were expecting the baby, right, when we met? Yeah, okay, so they would have been older than that. They would have been four and two, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm at this conference. My best friend, who's a rock star homeschooling adoptive mama, takes me to this homeschool conference with her in Dallas. and <laughs> I was just excited to get away. So I'm like, sure, I'll go. At that point, we didn't even know if we were going to homeschool. And the first session I go to, there's this woman standing up there. I'm not really expecting. Oh, no. My first session I went to was on, like, um, homeschool policy. 
was like oh, wow. super straight, cut and dry. Right I go to that one. I'm, yeah, yeah. So that was my like first toe dip. And then I walk into this other session. I sit down. I'm not expecting much difference. Um, and there's this woman standing before me talking about um, – what do you want your children? I will cry recording this, Kathy. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> I cry listening what to you. What do you I want your already. children to remember? Smelling and hearing and seeing and touching and blah and on and on. And I, um, I remember just ending up in tears at the end of this session. And completely smitten by this woman who's been speaking. Um, and something just stirred in my heart. And I found, I found you after um, at your booth and um, started talking. And I, I think I just ended up in tears going, what do I do if my four-year-old is totally uninterested in learning his letters? <laughs> um, which I laugh about now, but man, in that moment, it was it was so real, and there were so many outside um, outside voices speaking to me, um, and and then there was this famous thing that I tell people all the time. This was my defining moment. The moment I knew I loved you, Kathy Lee, <laughs> was when I said, <laughs> "You're gonna laugh," because I think I told you this before. I you told me about your son. I think it was John Michael, but correct me if I'm wrong. Who had just scored like rocking on his SAT or ACT, um, and you said he just scored nearly perfect. I think it was on a writing section or something of his ACT, and he didn't learn to read until he was eight. That is such a true story. And You're I, right, girl. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, okay, because I had been feeling like, like he's okay, we're okay, but there were so many other people asking, like, is he reading? Is he reading? Is he? What letters does he know? Can he write words? And I'm like, no, he's not, and he can't write words, and he hates it when I talk about the letter A. And um, <laughs> but but in my gut, like when I sat back, I'm like, I really think he's okay. But then these voices got me. And so I asked you, I said, so, Kathy, how did you um, how did you quiet those other voices? Because even though you're homeschooling, I know there are other voices from your church or family or whatever, and how did you quiet those voices? And you said to me, do you remember this? I don't. At all? <laughs> okay. You, you so said, do you want my spiritual answer or do you want my real answer? <laughs> and I said, I said, I want your real answer, which is a defining moment in our relationship. And you said, Ethan, you know what's best for your kid. They don't know your child. You do. Uh, and so I would as still I, say that today. I would still <laughs> say that today that, you know what, that if we could tell moms one thing, Carrie, you and I, and I know you would agree with me after two years plus now in our friendship, is that you, God gave these children to you, not to anyone else, not to Google, not to any book, not to anyone else but you. You have the insight and intuition like none other to parent and homeschool these children. And if you don't do anything else, you listen to your gut and you school them and you teach them and you parent them that way. I would 
still say yeah. that today. Yes, I'm glad you yeah. chose the real answer. My spiritual answer would be I, love them, <laughs> love them, say thank you very much, bless them, nod your head, even pray with them, and then go do exactly what your gut tells you to do. <laughs> that would be the difference. <laughs> I love that. But seriously, wow. I mean, that has so stuck with me that when mm. I when I start feeling accusation or expectation from the world, if you will, um, I I remember what Kathy told me. I remember Ephraim. <laughs> That's a great way to start this not, podcast. I'm going to be banned right? already. <laughs> not, oh, not wow. Like a wish, not a wish ill upon them kind of Ephraim way. But no, in like a – No, no, no. their opinion – is their opinion, and maybe that's something that works for their kids, but, but exactly that. Like, you know your kid, and I think I, I text you, I mean, what, like every two weeks being like, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful I learned this now and that I have this to go off of for all of our homeschooling. I mean, we're just dipping our toes in, and I'm, I'm grateful to have um, such wisdom now and not mm. to have to wait not that that my journey took us on this path is really really awesome and i'm well, glad really to tell you i will so. have to tell everyone listening that this is not a one-sided friendship relationship you and i started there might be some age between us and some span of life experiences but i tell you girl you encourage me and motivate me and inspire me every bit as i might um, do for you. So I mm. wanted us to talk about today, and we'll move on to uh, losing your joy. I know that's one thing we've talked about, you know, losing your joy in this whole motherhood journey, and what do we do when we've lost our joy, and how do we stay joyous? Because let's be honest, I mean, and you and I are honest, some days it's just really hard to be truly joyful. There are days where we're like, mm, I can't do this one more second, and especially with joy. So has there been a time yeah. that you knew for sure, all right, I've lost it. I've lost my joy. I have not one ounce left. This is now full on shore. Have you yeah. ever been there? Yeah. You know, I think I've had some different seasons of that. Um, the biggest one was this last one that you kind of you kind of walked with me through. Um, was after, after little Claire was born, um, she was, she hit a point, she, she was sleeping as an infant, she was awesome <laughs> sleeping, and then there was one day, I'm not kidding you, when she stopped sleeping. Um, and even before that, I'd started um, into some some solid postpartum depression as well, and so I think that was, that was definitely a piece of it. Um, we moved, she was three months old, we moved, we had I had five year old, three year old, newborn, um, and I remember opening boxes at our new house and just staring at them, and I couldn't even couldn't even empty them, and and it felt like the world was just kind of spinning around me. Um, and getting my three children into the car to go sit with my friends like we did every Wednesday morning was so hard was just getting these three little people out of the door and into the car was such a challenge that it almost wasn't worth it. Um, but I had the, I have these two friends and we met every Wednesday morning and I knew that if I did not show up, 
that they would show up on my doorstep. <laughs> um, we, gosh, do we need those kind of friends? Yeah. So, um, so that was super, super helpful, and having um, not not helpful. That was critical in walking through such a, a dark season. Um, but I talk about that as just it was it was a dark season, and even as I felt, I mean, when she was. 11 months old, even 10, 11 months old, I felt like I should be out of it. Um, and, man, I wasn't. And it was just so hard. And I was waking up like, oh, here's another day. Here's another day mm. to do. Um, and why am I not? Like, there are precious moments. So it was that head knowledge, you know. Like, I know these are precious moments. I know um, I know the that I should be cherishing this, you know, because that's what, that's what young moms are always told, cherish this moment, you know, soon they're going to be a that's teenager right. and ruining your whole life. <laughs> um, that, so, well, right, we always preach that to young moms. No, these are the beautiful years. These are the lovely years. And you're thinking, girlfriend, they cannot go fast enough when you're in yeah. them. I mean, I know, I know. I, I walk around Target and see these mamas with these just yoga pants on, exhausted, thinking, how am I going to make it? And I want so desperately, and in fact, I've been guilty of going up to them and saying, you've got this. I know you know me. I've walked around giving Starbucks cards to your mamas and targets. And they look at me like I'm crazy. They think I have my life made. And I keep going, no, 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 the teenage years are so much harder. But when you're in it, oh, my gosh, it can just swallow you up and take you down a dark, deep hole. It, yeah. it does. It just can. Yeah, and you think that it's never. I mean, you're thinking poopy diapers will be in your home forever. Yeah, I remember a day my husband came home, and I was in tears going, I have cleaned up so much pee today, so <laughs> much pee. And it's like, I know, like looking back on it, I do laugh because it's so funny. But in that moment, I was just like, I cannot clean up. One more dribble of pee. I cannot smell because I, I, I had a child who would pee places and not tell me. And so I would walk around my house and just you'd like catch that whiff of and you're uh, like, there is pee here. Nah. There is pee. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> I have to find what it was that had pee on it. And I, I mean, imagine like crazy frazzled haired. I felt like that person, and I felt like they're going to lock me up. They're going to lock me straight up. They're not going to let me. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I, I think in real life. <laughs> there are days that DFAC should be called and, ha you know, and just, like, get to, get to the Lee house immediately. That woman has lost her mind. And I'm sure if my kids had that number on speed dial, they probably would have called it a hundred times. Yeah. So it's a good thing they don't. She's crawling around sniffing the carpet. Is this normal <laughs> behavior? Right, right. Something um, is not. I know. Aren't we thankful there aren't video cameras that are sent straight to Defax or something? <laughs> so what would you say? What would you say, Carrie? That was maybe a defining moment that kind of switched it for you. That that turned you back to joy-filled parenting, or maybe for the first time, or made you just come out of that darkness was there a moment or was there a series um, of things I think that happened there were, yeah I think there were a couple moments so the first one um was I remember sitting in church one 
I don't even, like, my timeline for all this is so off because it just all smudges together looking back. But I remember sitting in church, and they were, it was like a, talking about the end times. Like, they were talking about Revelation. And um pastor talks about in Revelation 12, I think it is, and that um, the enemy is an accuser and a deceiver, and that these are mm. his two, um, his tools that he uses to attack us, like, in a very real way. And it just was like a light bulb moment for me when I went, accusation and deception. This is guilt and fear. And this is what I run on. Like, I am running on guilt and fear. And it was that, Uh. I'm tearing up saying that, because I remember the, the depth of that and realizing that I was not running at all on truth. Like, I was running completely out of deception and accusation in my life. Um, and I wrote it in Sharpie, uh, not Sharpie. Um, that would be my, my daughter who writes things in Sharpie. <laughs> I wrote it in dry erase marker because that comes off. On my mirror, um, mm-hmm. I wrote deception, accusation with arrows pointing to fear and guilt so that I would remind myself every time without, without having to have that energy that, that oomph in me to be able to remember to remind myself that it would be in front of me that when I would walk into my bathroom, be feeling afraid that I'm messing this up, afraid that I'm not doing enough, um, guilty because I snapped too quickly this morning, um, whatever it was, that that was not the voice of the Lord, that that was the voice of the enemy um, doing exactly what you're saying trying to rob me of my joy. Um, I love that. So I love that so much because, well, I was just going to say it's so ironic to me as our friendship, because I know you know this, that when you talk about writing it in Sharpie, I wrote it in permanent ink on my arm. If you see me, I have a tattoo that says (laughs) fearless, fearless grace on my arm. It's that exact thing. Is that and people always say, why, why do you have that? And, it's, and it, I've even added sparrows because they represent, you know, me as a mom of being fearless, that we are to be fearless about motherhood. We are to be mothers full of grace. And you can't be fearful and fearless at the same time. And you can't yeah. be guilty and grace-driven at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. So um, I love that a dry erase worked for you. I felt I needed it fully tattooed so I could see it every day that I am to lead this life that is fearless and full of grace, not only to my children, but for me that I am to to live this life giving myself grace. And I think so yeah. many moms get hung up in that guilt. We we make our kids feel guilty, and then we feel so guilty for messing up. And we let yeah. that guilt just consume us, and then the next day we just are darker and deeper down. And so I love mm-hmm. that you heard that. Okay, let's take a break, Yeah, quick break. And then okay. we're gonna, when we come back, I want us to talk about um, what, do we, what do you do now so that you don't go back down there? Because I don't know if you're like okay. me, but – it doesn't take much to take me back down. So we'll be back That's in just a second. Spiral. Spiral. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be back. 
Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you gathered that by now. If you are looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. Okay, Carrie, we're back. We are with Carrie Hey, this a rock star mama. I am crazy over this girl, <laughs> you guys, and I'm so glad she's here. And I know you're thinking, well, man, this is good stuff because what I love about Carrie is she is always so willing in our conversations to say, Kathy, this is how I'm feeling. And sometimes it's amazing. She'll send me pictures of her kids or mudlings, which I love, and they'll be truly outside in that mud pit. And I'm telling you, I get chills when I see her pictures. And then there'll be times where she's like, Kathy, this is a hard day. This is hard times. And I love that honesty. That's what I'm all about is being honest. So if you weren't with us in the first part of this podcast, we talked about just the joy in motherhood. And, and there are times, guys, that we lose it. We just want to give up. We're, we're in deep despair. We don't even want to face the day. But Carrie shared how um, in church she was challenged that she did not get deceived by Satan, that he is the accuser. He is the deceiver. He wants us to be full of fear and full of guilt. And, Carrie, recently someone shared with me that we learn lessons either out of fear or out of love, from fear or love. And I thought that was so powerful. And I thought, wow, Satan always wants to teach us lessons out of fear. But isn't it like God who always wants to teach us lessons from a place of love? So what do you do – what do you do now? Is there anything that you've implemented since you've come out of this dark time to keep you from going back down? Yeah. So I actually have, I've been meeting with a woman who I found, um, who the Lord divinely put into my life. Um, I can't say I found her cause that just wouldn't do it justice. She came, she mm. was, was put in my life. Um, and she's a mom who's a few years ahead of me in this. And we meet on a, on a weekly-ish basis, um, she's become a really sweet friend and um, and has offered to partner with me in this, like, mentorship, like, kind of relationship, teaching me what she's learned because she's really been freed from fear, too. And and so I meet with her on a, on a regular basis. Um, that's been huge, just to have somebody face-to-face um, who I can talk through things with and, and who will really speak truth. Um, you know, Kathy, I think when we were talking about what I, why I really wanted mentorship relationships was because I, I really wanted, I really desire, um, women who are wise and godly to be able to speak things that are true, not things that are easy, not things that I want to hear, but really speak things that are true. And so, um, meeting with this this friend, um, and she's able to look at me and say, um, think, like she's she's been implement like hugely um, instrumental in teaching me that you may have feelings, but your feelings aren't necessarily based in truth. So oh wow, That's when powerful. oh my gosh, so powerful. So again, it goes back to that guilt and fear thing. I can say I'm feeling, I'm feeling scared that X, Y, Z, and then I can remind myself, yeah, I'm feeling that, but that's the enemy whispering in my ear yet again, and he is again trying to rob me of of my joy. And this time, I have his number. 
and he can't do uh, that. I think that's I'm going to stop you for one second because I think that's powerful what you just said. Here's the deal. We've got to recognize it because I don't know if you're like me. There will be times where I'll hear things and it will click and I'll think, yep, that's good, that's powerful, and yet it comes around again and I still won't recognize it. It will take me a while to say, oh, wait, stop, change direction, that's it, there it is, fear, it's hit me. So move, mm-hmm. change, swap, do something differently this time. So the fact that you're able to say, yep, this feeling is real, acknowledge the feeling. Look, I am not a fan at all of, you know, stuffing down the feeling. You have to acknowledge that the feeling exists, but then mm-hmm. you have to see where is that feeling coming from. Is it coming from fear, just like you said, and, and then if it comes from fear, you take that path to where that fear is based, Satan. Right. Or is it, fear, think, is it a feeling that's truth and it, that usually a lot of times it's going to point you to, okay, God is trying to teach you a lesson or adjust or what do we need to learn in that or what we need to um, change maybe in ourselves. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, and so I'm spending more time um, flushing through that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, what, like, I, I want to shut out the voice of the enemy so I can hear your voice clearly and be in con like just being in constant dialogue with him. And to be honest, that was something I learned through this especially dark season. Um, was was I always heard people say things like lean into Jesus, press into press into the Lord. And I'm like, what does this even mean? <laughs> what do you people even mean by this? I'm sobbing at the on the floor of my closet. I don't even know what these words mean practically. <laughs> And, right. and and then I realized it was there on the floor of my closet. Ironically enough, that's where I am now. Um, but <laughs> that's here awesome. on the floor of my closet when I was in a puddle of tears, um, he did, he, he met me there, and I learned so much during those dark times. So rather than just being angry at him for them, I, I really am grateful for them and for what's come out of that um and and this relationship being one of those things that came out of it i wouldn't ever ever trade that i wouldn't trade the the moments i called you sobbing on the floor of my closet facetiming i really like the facetiming um, call the facetiming where you facetiming oh and she's that was losing awesome. her biscuit look yeah. at this and help me please, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, but you know what? I, I love the fact that we have that, that you have that with the other, that other mom too. And I think that should be a whole podcast is just mentoring and what that looks like. No matter where you are in your walk, you're always going to be further along than someone else. And, and the best thing we can do, and I know I've talked about it with you, I've blogged about it, that I had a special lady in my life, Debbie, who did that for me. She let me watch her. She let me just sit and see her parent and love her spouse and all the things that went on in her life, and I just soaked it in. And so yeah. many things she didn't even realize. And so sometimes it's our words. A lot of times it's our actions and, and just allowing someone to be there with us. And, and it sounds as if that's what's happening with you and this other mom. And I think to me that is probably one of the most beneficial things to moms is to have someone else that's on that journey with you a little ahead of you that you can just be honest and raw raw is what yeah like you said we need somebody to speak the truth there are people all day long that's going to smile at you and tell you it's going to be okay but you need someone to say you know what but here in this moment it sucks sometimes and it's hard and it's 
it, uh, you think you're not going to survive another day. But you're right. Leaning into Jesus, it makes me think of our dog Hannah. She leans like her whole body, like will push into us and forcefully mm-hmm. into us. And I think, isn't that interesting? Because that's how um, that's how it is to lean into Jesus. It is to kind of go as as much into Him as you can, whether that's on your floor crying, whether that's journaling. You know, I'm a big fan of journaling. Write it all out mm-hmm. there. Just say it to Him, scream it to Him, cry it to Him, and then yeah. be still and let him work and teach you. So I love that you're doing that. Okay, so um, what advice, you've covered some, what advice would you give? If there's a mom listening right now and she's in her darkest moment, she thinks, I I can't do this mothering gig one more day. If you had to just sum it up and talk to her, what would you tell her right now? What would you say to help her get through and to rediscover her joy in motherhood? I would say, first of all, this won't last forever. I had one of my one of my dearest friends that was the thing that she always told me, this won't last forever. It won't last forever. So if you are one of those moms and listening right now, hear me when I say it won't last forever. Um, mm. I, I and talk to somebody. Find somebody who is wise. Don't don't be afraid to say, I am hurting, I am drowning, and I need help. Because here's what's happening is when we, are, when we fake it and we pretend like everything's okay and we put up this facade and when, when people come into our house, it's perfectly clean and our makeup's done and we're all dressed and because we don't want people to see us hurting, those are the facades that people die behind. Marriages True die there mothers die there, children, like, we don't have, there's no time for that. Shed it. Let it go. <laughs> and find people who are are wise. Maybe, like, the gossipy friend is probably not the place to go. Find someone who is wise. If you need to go to your church and find someone, an older woman, someone you can trust. Um, man, I would even say, me (laughs) um like if you need somebody to listen if you are really in a dark place like and find somebody who will listen who you can say that out loud to and don't do it alone i Um, i I think that's key i think satan gets us when we're alone i mean when we go back to fear and um and accusations it usually happens when we're alone and then we are convinced there is no one that will listen. There's no one who's messed up as badly as we have. There's no one who's yelled at their children as much as us. There's no one who hasn't cleaned their house as long as we have. You know, we, are, we then begin to convince ourselves that we are the only one. And, and I will say it in every podcast that I am allowed to do, that I am not much more than a hot mess most days. And those who know me the most know that is so true. And I mess up more. But my kids will also tell you there is no one on this planet who is for them, who loves them deeper than I do, even through my mess-ups. And I have had to mm-hmm. say I'm sorry. And I've had to say, man, don't, don't do what I just did. And I'm, I want to love you better tomorrow than I did today. And that's all we can do. So find someone who understands that. Find someone, I would say, who is grace-driven. You don't want to go to your legalistic friend. This is probably not the friend you want to reach out to. You probably want to go to someone who is willing to say, hey, I don't have it all together. But you know what? 
I'm still rocking a motherhood because imperfectly I'm perfect for this job because God gave me my kids. Me. These are the, this is the brood I am to parent. And I do it imperfectly, mm-hmm. but I do it because he has given them to me. And yeah. that's, that's the woman you want to find. And you're right. I think it's the key. I think it's the key to keep us on this journey. It's the key to keep us in a joyful state as we, we take on motherhood. Yeah. Okay. And remember, anything else, oh, girl? What do you think? Go ahead. You got yeah. something else. Go. The last, like, maybe not the last, but in addition, <laughs> um, remember, and I think this is something that I, you know, being raised a Christian, being raised a believer, I kind of glossed over this and I didn't realize I had glossed over it until recently. Realized that there are promises in Scripture, promises from the Lord that are like, that are real. Like these are real legit promises and they sound so, they can sound so fluffy and so pretty, but they're not like, Mm. think about the one that's gotten me lately is one that I I grew up knowing that we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And it sounds so fluffy and I learned it from a very young age. And then recently I'm thinking, I'm like, holy cow, (laughs) this is, this is deep and gritty and it's not pretty and fluffy like I thought it was. Mm. And so remember that like God works for the good of those who love him in all things, in all things. So when you're in the puddle and the bottom of your closet, he is working for your good and, and speak it out loud. When the enemy is trying, the enemy is the one who is, who is going to fight hard, um, for us as moms because if he can get through us he gets to our kids and so you are those so right in your home you know and and and, say, I, and I, I think remembering I yeah and i think remembering that in that 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 he works all things that it is a marathon mothering is a marathon it is not a sprint and so we might not see those good things in the small moments but we have to remember that every moment leads to a memory. Every memory leads down further to the journey. And this journey is long as moms. I mean, there are mothers who've been mothering for 50 years, 60 years they've been mothering. It is not just those first three years when our kids are screaming day and night and in diapers day and night and exhausting. It is a beautiful long journey and God is at beautiful work and I think resting in that. I think that's perfect advice that he yeah. is in it. He's not, well, he's I, not leaving us on an island. No, not not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And our kids will see our kids see that too. Noah yeah. told me recently I, I apolo- had to apologize to the kids because I blew a cork um in a moment where like you understand that I lost it, but I still shouldn't have lost it. And so I apologized to them and Noah goes, it's okay, mom. We forgive you. Everybody needs forgiveness. And you're like, mm. oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, those moments are like, they, they get it and they're gracious and, um, and, and God is even more gracious. And there is nothing I heard once. I, it was a speaker I heard who said, there is nothing that we can do that God's grace isn't big enough to cover. Um, just talking about like your screw ups are not bigger than God. <laughs> and so I rest. I love that. that. 
And you know what? So that, much we're pressing that, and we're going to end on that, I think. That's the perfect way to end up. None of our screw-ups. Um, we'll do anything. The, the God's lot. grace can't cover. There are a lot, girl, and I have whew, I have made my share. And I hope through this podcast, you and I get to talk lots and lots. I know that the listeners are going to fall in love with you, like I have, and I'm so glad that you are here. And I love your kids, the mudlings, and we'll throw up a picture of your mud pit for them on the show notes, and they can see them <laughs> go find that at the, at therealcathylee.com and. Oh, girl, I've loved having you, and you rock out. I you love are, you. You Thanks. are something. All right, girl, you take care, and we'll talk soon. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to The Real Kathy Lee. It is my goal that at the end of this podcast, you'll walk away believing, hey, if that hot mess can rock motherhood, so can I.